Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Ready? Let's go. Let's go live to high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. And online at WBVI.com. to Liberty Benton High School, your site for today's action in high school girls basketball. Today we have a non-conference matchup. Liberty Center taking on Liberty Benton. Liberty Center 13 and one overall on the season. They won big on Thursday against Swanton. They held from the NWOAL. Liberty Benton 13 and two on the season. They haven't played a game in a little over a week since their 51 to 18 win over Macomb January 18th. And of course, hail from the Blanchard Valley Conference. This is BBC Girls Basketball and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Lance Morris here for today's matchup. Matt Common will join me here momentarily for today's matchup between Liberty Center and Liberty Benton. And two teams that have been humming along most of the season, setting up for what should be a very good game here today between a couple of 13-win teams. Starting lineup for today on the Liberty Center side. They will start all seniors here today. Nicole Keller, Eliza Jones, Kaylee Blanton, Ellie Moeller, and Emmy Gray. Starting five today for Liberty Center head coach is Tim Davis. On the Liberty Benton side, no surprises for their starting five. Lindsey May, Emma Hooper, Korea Dehart, Addie Crow, and Lauren Gerken. Starting five for Liberty Benton, their head coach is Chad Lee. Tip will be won by Liberty Benton. Attacking the basket to our right here from our position here up top at Liberty Benton High School. Quick shot off the mark from Lindsey May. It'll be now Liberty Center ball as they bring it across the timeline here. Still 0-0, just 15 seconds into this one between Liberty Benton and Liberty Center. Be up top for Kaylee Blanton for the Tigers of Liberty Center. Right side for Emmy Gray. Now up top, launching the three will be Jones. It comes up short, rebounded by Blanton to keep it with Liberty Center. Now driving will be Gray, losing the handle briefly. Now back outside, it'll be Keller with it. Down right corner, crossing it over left side. Jones with it now for Liberty Center as they'll wrap it all the way around to the right wing extended. Back now left wing, ends up left corner for Jones. Blanton post up, won't get the post up entry this time. Gray up top driving, just inside the right elbow. Losing her dribble now back up top. It'll be Keller with it for Liberty Center. The Tigers wrapping the ball around the perimeter here as Matt Common joins us on the mic as he just got here right as things were kicking off. So Matt, uh, interesting to have you here as uh, again we do have maybe just his levels are a little too high and there we go. Now does now everything sound better? Much better. I was getting quite the echo and reverb from you. It sounded like I was in an amphitheater. But anyway, you were saying. Anyway, I was saying uh, back and forth game here thus far. Neither team has been able to score just yet as we're just a minute in but I mean we saw Liberty Center you know earlier on in the season so no they're a very good ball club but definitely a matchup of a couple juggernauts here today. Oh god yeah I mean this is absolutely a top tier matchup in the region if not in the whole state today. Two of the best in the business going at it and it's so far lived up to building great defensive output thus far. Liberty Center trying to get something going in transition won't get the shot to drop but we'll get the ball back as they'll have it out of bounds for a sub of the game as we'll see Sophia Barber check in for Liberty Benson coming in for Lindsay May giving them a little bit more size out there. Yeah, definitely ideal against this Liberty Center squad. You want to have that size, have that on the floor, good half-court style play. We saw this Liberty Center team much more half-court 
than they are trying to go in transition, trying to get you off sorts. This is a good adjustment for Liberty Benton. Trying to get something going will be Gray for Liberty Center. We'll get a foul call. Looks like it'll go on Hooper. First foul now on Liberty Benton. I gotta tell you, first time I've been here to Liberty Benton in a little bit, this floor is lovely here. It is, isn't it? It is, this is some quality stuff. Inbounds play up, but shot off the mark from Kaylee Blanton for Liberty Center. Now Liberty Benton ball. 6-10 left to go first quarter, still scoreless here between the Eagles and the Tigers. It'll now be to Gherkin, right wing. Now up top for Dehart. Dehart swings it to Hooper, left wing for Liberty Benton. Crow over for the top of the key. Three up and good for Addie Crow. Gets the scoring started. Liberty Benton striking first. Definitely one of Addie Crow's strong suits. 36% from three-point land this season. Definitely one of their better three-point shooters overall. We'll see Liberty Center try and set things up in the half court. Emmy Gray with it on the right wing, losing the handle. And they'll say last touched by Gray. Gives it back to Liberty Benton. 5.42 to go first quarter. Liberty Benton, the 3-0 lead. I got to tell you, good job on Liberty Benton's part. Obviously, they're going to be keen on Laura Gherkin heavily in this matchup this afternoon. Going to be relying on other people to make the big plays for them. So far, that's what they're doing. Steve Barber is trying to go inside to D-Hart. Ends up being back in Gherkin's hands as she was able to get the steal. Then D-Hart briefly had the rebound as it's going to go out of play. Last touch by Moeller to stay with Liberty Benson under their basket. It does feel like a good problem to have if you're Liberty Benton that you have Korea D-Hart, two freshman in your system already. Get it outside to Sophia Barbara on the wing. She wants to go back over towards Hooper. Has to go into the Liberty Center bench to save it, but will stay with Liberty Benton as now they'll get it back to Hooper. Reset near the volleyball line. 5.15 to go first quarter. Liberty Benton, the 3-0 lead on Liberty Center. Is, looks like Liberty Center dropping back into a zone of sorts this time down after the half-court adjustment. As pass is going to be stolen away now by Ellie Moeller. Moeller in transition, lays it up and gives Liberty Center their first points of the game. Yeah, Liberty Center looks like they dropped into a 2-3, if I'm seeing correctly, in that zone and really trying to take away the paint. Force Gherkin, May, and Dehart to be on the outside for their shots. And that defensive transition for Liberty Center does come away with the steal. They go up ahead inside the Blanton, and just like that, Liberty Center now a 4-3 lead for Ford to go first quarter. And starting to get the full court press as well, so you see the defense for Liberty Center starting to pick up a decent bit here. That was one of the things we saw the last time we saw Liberty Center was their defense causing turnover after turnover as they now get another turnover. Moeller, three, too strong, though, for Liberty Center. It's ended up tipping out eventually in Sophia Barber's hands. Liberty Benson now going the other way, trailing 4-3, 4-15 to go first quarter. I mean, there's a reason they're, what, 12-1 on the season? They are. That's, that's that defense. Defense wins championships. We see another forced turnover here. So it was almost officially stolen, but then saved by Barbara and then last touched by Liberty Center. So it will be... Liberty Benton ball on their side of the offensive floor. 4-10 to go. First quarter, Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center 4-3. And certainly not through any fault of Liberty Benton's. They're playing good basketball. It's just Liberty Center is a phenomenal team, and that defense is just stingy as all get out. Lauren Gherkin open for the jumper. A little strong that time. Rebounded now by Jones. Liberty Center will go the other way down to four minutes to go. First quarter, Liberty Center the 4-3 lead on Liberty Benton and with possession. Up top, Moeller will launch the three. That won't touch anything. Goes all the way out of bounds, gives it back to Liberty Benson. Now 3.53 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, Ellie Moeller a little bit more of a facilitator, not really a significant offensive weapon for this Liberty Center team. Now, having said that, she's done good in several games. Just She's really the one that tries to get people like Emerson Gray and Emmy Gray going. So now we'll see Via Barrett checking in for 
Liberty Center coming in for Eliza Jones. Erkin trying to get something going, but ends up having to rip away from her, ends up in Emmy Gray's hands. Liberty Center the other way. They get it to Barrett in transition, pass a little too strong, though gives it back to Liberty Benton now. 3.35 to go, first quarter. Liberty Benton still trailing by one. You just can't get over the defense that you're seeing in transition from Liberty Center. They are not giving Liberty Benton a single clean look in the passing lanes. That is phenomenal on their part. We're dealing with the pressure being applied as they'll get it up ahead. Now Sophia Barbara will launch the left corner three. A little strong that time. About an inside by Gray. Goes the other direction for Liberty Center. 3.20 to go first quarter. Liberty Center on top of Liberty Benton. Four to three. Barrett tried to drive her way inside and took one too many steps as she went towards the basket. Gives it back to Liberty Benson. 3.14 to go first quarter. Love the decision there. Love attacking the basket, planting your foot. Just gave up that pivot right away. You got to call that one when it happens. Perry now will check in for Liberty Center, coming in for Ellie Moeller. Liberty Center still in their full court press. Cooper trying to across half court, now flings it up to Crow. Crow has it on the right wing now for Liberty Benton, finds Gherkin left wing extended. Gherkin still looking for her first points of this game, has taken a couple shots. Crow with it on the right wing, now up top for Barbara. Hart was trying to post up, now gets the entry pass. It's a little too strong as it goes out of bounds. Gives it back to Liberty Center with 2.52 to go in the first quarter. We'll see Lindsay Mayhoff off the bench check in for Liberty Benton as she will come in for Sophia Barbara. Yeah, and I, I like the decision here. Get Lindsay May and get a little bit lost in height between her and Sophia Barbara, but a little bit more of the athleticism and transition play having Lindsay May on the floor. Liberty Center getting into their half-court offense, leading this one right now, 4-3, 2.40 to go. First quarter of action. Driving inside is Gray, attacking and finishing in close over the stingy defense from Hooper. Liberty Center extends their lead to three. Averaging about 16 points a night so far on the season. You can kind of see why with that type of play. Hooper flings it all the way up towards DeHart. It'll go out of bounds once again. So turnovers continue to be a problem early for Liberty Benson as they give it back to Liberty Center with 2.21 to go in this first quarter. It's not really just Liberty Benton doing anything bad. Again, it's just Liberty Center doing a lot of really good stuff defensively at this point. You see Miller will bring it across the timeline for Liberty Center. Get it now down left wing. Gray brings it back now. Free throw line working inside on Hooper. Back out now. Keller with it. Driving inside and one too many steps at that time for the travel from Miller. Gives it Back to LB, they trail 6-3, to 2-0-1 to go first quarter. You know, something that we saw in the game against Van Buren as well for Liberty Center is that the aggressive play from LC tends to lead to maybe one or two extra steps being taken from time to time. The center still in there, full court pressure as Hooper gets it up ahead towards Dehart. Dehart one power dribble down inside, can't finish in close, Gherkin rebound, her second chance off as well. Dehart another rebound, now she'll draw the foul. Go to the line with 146 to go first quarter. Yeah, and right now I gotta give a lot of credit again to Liberty Center's defense. They have completely negated Lauren Gherkin from this game here in the first quarter. I mean, usually by now she'd have a few points, if not kind of a bit of a runaway. And at this stage, it's just a matter of they are making her not take any easy looks at the basket. We throw off from Dehart. Reminder today's first half brought to you by NWO, serving you and your family in many locations, including Finley Tiffin and Bowling Green. Liberty Benson currently trailing 6-3, to 146 to go in quarter number one. Second free throw from Dehart, up and good. She'll split the pair. 
And nice shot by Gihar. I mean, she's showing up a little bit. Only one point on the scoreboard, but you know, as a freshman playing against the Liberty Center team, she's holding her own rather well in the paint. Center now getting into their half-court offense. Up top for Molly Perry. So we back over to Barrett. Barrett working on Dehart, trying to get down inside. Swat partially blocked, ends up getting her own miss. Barrett does. They go inside, and Keller launches it from in close, and now she'll draw the foul with 1.22 to go in the quarter. Yeah, pretty sure they're going to get Addie Crow on that one, and they do. Yeah, she made some, a little bit of extra contact on the way up with that shot. Just two fouls called against either team thus far, so won't see... That particularly play a role here in this first quarter. See how that goes as the game develops, as the first free throw up and good for Gracie Miller. Well, it certainly hasn't changed the aggressive play from both teams defensively, even though they haven't had a lot of fouls called so far this quarter. It's very aggressive, very contact-heavy down there. Second free throw off the mark. Girk and the board for Liberty Benton. They trail 7-4, to 115 to go. Opening quarter of action is get a foul call now up top against Moeller as she was trying to prevent Gherkin from crossing half court. Yeah, not much you can do if it's one-on-one -on -one against Lauren Gherkin besides maybe draw a foul and slow things down just a brief moment. Cooper now trying to cross half court for Liberty Benton and will be able to as see if the Eagles can get into their half court offense this time down the floor. Lindsay May entering it in towards Dehart. Pass again going to be poked away. Those are the last touched by Liberty Benson. Back over now to Liberty Center with 102 to go in the quarter. We'll see another Liberty Benton sub as May will check out again. Back comes Sophia Barbara. Yeah, and really for Coach Lieb, just really seems to be trying to find something to get going offensively here for Liberty Benton. Defensively, they've done good. They've held LC to seven points. That's a great first quarter, but... You've also been held to four points. You really need to come up with something on the offensive side now to counter what Liberty Center is doing. Liberty Center setting things up here in the half court. Eliza Jones with it. Now handing it over. That'll be Miller. Miller driving inside. Too strong with the left hand. Swat, swatted down inside. Will be rebounded again by Liberty Center. Swing it around now. Moeller down left corner. That'll be Perry taking the three. Up and good from the corner. Another bucket for Liberty Center. Adds on to their lead. It's 10-4. 25 seconds to go first quarter. Huge shot as we have another near steal here in transition. Spirit almost was able to completely steal that one, but ran out of room on the sideline. Will still be Liberty Benson ball. 21.8 to go in the first. Cooper gets it, she'll look to cross half court now for Liberty Benton, trailing 10 to four, 15 seconds to go in the quarter. They try and get Gherkin down inside, they'll double team her, she'll go up through the double team, won't get that shot to drop it. We'll go to the line for her first chance at points in this one. Definitely needs to connect on both of these. It's, it's super early, obviously still the first quarter, but you do not want to give Liberty Center any semblance of a run going into the second quarter, going into the later stage of this game. Gotta counteract it, get some points here now. First free throw from Lauren Gherkin, up and good. First points of the game for the future Bowling Green Falcon. Second one from Gherkin is up and good as well as we will have another sub for Liberty Benson as Elise Hooper will check in, coming in for Emma Hooper. And now Lauren Gherkin's gotten on the scoreboard. She has a bit of a bunches score. She kind of gets it in bundles, so expect her to really step up here in the second quarter. Recenter down now to just four seconds to go. Swinging it now, launching the three. Won't touch anything out of the hand of Perry. That'll do it for 
quarter, number one, 10 to six, your score, Liberty Center, the lead over Liberty Benton through one quarter of basketball. We'll step aside for a quick timeout, come back for the start of the second quarter, listening to BBC Girls Basketball and Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI. Did you know that flushable wipes are not flushable? It might say on the package that wipes are okay to flush, but they're not. Wipes can clog plumbing in your home and in septic and sewer systems. At the Northwestern Water and Sewer District, we know this firsthand by the number of wipes we have cleaned out of our pumps, screens, and everywhere in between. Do your pipes a favor and do not flush wipes. For more information, visit nwwsd.org. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. Everyday values are at only one place, Frickers. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday is all about that steak. Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers, where kids 10 and under eat free every day. Remember, draft beer specials, everyday values, and kids eat free every day. The home for money-saving value is the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, Frickers. We are here from Liberty Benson, your site for today's action here. High school girls basketball, class gets 96.7 WBVI online, WBVI.com. 10 to 6, your score, Liberty Benson trailing Liberty Center as we start the second quarter. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on WBVI for one of our two games we'll have on our airwaves here. Today we'll tell you about that second game here momentarily as we start quarter number two. It'll be Liberty Center ball. So look to add on to their lead against Liberty Benson. It'll be... Emmy Gray with it on the left wing, now swings it all the way back around to Moeller on the right wing. Barrett has it now left wing, driving inside briefly. Back over left side for Keller, enters it down inside towards Blanton. Has to be a little too strong, last touched by Liberty Benson. It'll stay with Liberty Center under the basket. Yeah, and good defense there by Liberty Benton. Really didn't give them any clean looks or easy opportunities to try and attack the basket. You could tell they want to keep it inside there, not really play the perimeter game. Great job by Liberty Benton, though, forcing them to stay on the outside. The center will look to inbound, but they will get called for the five-second call. Gives it back to Liberty Benton, 7.29 to go first half. Kind of surprised Tim Davis didn't get the timeout call in on that one. I would have assumed they would have called that, but I guess not. We'll see Liberty Center come back out again in their full-court pressure. Mostly applied to Emma Hooper, the ball carrier for this Liberty Benton side as they'll trap her right before half-court. It's up ahead towards Crow. Crow to Sophia Barber. Barber inside to Dehart. Dehart reverse laying up and good with the foul as the freshman gets out on the drop. Really nice job there by Dehart. Good decision. Instead of trying to turn around and get a clean look, played it up. No look off the glass. Wonderfully done. See Eliza Jones back on the floor for Liberty Center coming in for Kaylee Blanton. Hart at the line for the and one free throw opportunity. Free throw is up and good. Makes it 10 to nine. Liberty Benton trailing by one, seven, 12 left to go in the first half. And again, Liberty Benton just needed to get something going offensively. They've been doing a good job on defense against Liberty Center. Just needed anything on the offensive side. Maybe that's the spark that they were looking for. Liberty Center will set things up here on their side of the floor offensively. Driving baseline, now into the corner for Ellie Moeller. Back down to Gray, poked away by Hooper, last touched by Hooper as it goes out of play near the scorer's table will remain Liberty Center ball. Really nice job defensively attacking the passing lanes. Liberty Center, they will pass it around. They have great ball movement. If you can disrupt it though, 
you can throw them out of rhythm, maybe get some good plays here for yourself. Mason are back in the offensive side as they go down inside to Moeller. Wanted to get it to Jones. Pass is poked. The last touched by Sophia Barber will again remain Liberty Center ball under the basket with 6.33 to go in the half. Good call by the official there. Definitely was last touched by Barbara. Moeller will inbound for Liberty Center. And it's going to be another one poked by Hooper. Hooper now will take it the other way for Liberty Benton. Transition layup much too strong. Rebounded by Gracie Miller. Liberty Center back the other way. Gray going to pull up for the left wing three. Won't get that one to drop. DeHart the rebound for Liberty Benton. Nice rebound there by DeHart. Working all the way up ahead to Crow in transition. Doesn't have a shot opportunity. She wanted to get it over to Sophia Barbara. It'll be poked away by Liberty Center. We'll stay with Liberty Benton now under their basket with 6-10 to go in the first half of action. Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center 10-9. A little bit of a bad decision there by Addie Crow. She did have a lane or a possible attack area that she could have gone after, decided against it, but still get the inbounds. Sophia Barbara wide open, knocking down the three for Liberty Benton. Puts them back in front 12-10. Big shot there from Sophia Barbara. Very well done. Right back, Liberty Center trying their own three. That one too strong from Barrett. Now we'll get a foul down underneath. Looks like it'll go against Liberty Center, and it will. Fans are going to get Nicole Keller with her first foul of the afternoon. It'll be Liberty Benton ball as they'll deal with the full court pressure being applied by Liberty Center. He's right back, we'll get another foul. So two fouls on Keller here in the last 10 seconds or so. That's not good. Keller, one of the people that comes off the bench, one of those first girls off the bench for Coach Davis. And you really want her out there because of that defensive play. That's going to be a bit of a detriment to Liberty Center now. She's got to sit for a few minutes. They had to bring in number 12, Gracie Miller. So again, Liberty Benson will deal with the full court pressure being applied by the Tigers of Liberty Center. Get up ahead to Gherkin as they cross half court. They're going to double team Urzo, swinging now to Crow, open for the three, up and good again. Second three ball of the game for Addie Crow. As Coach Davis doesn't like what he sees, he will take the full timeout here. 15 to 10, your score here about midway through the second quarter. We'll take the timeout as well. You're listening to BBC Girls Basketball on Classic Kids 96.7 WBVI. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components so no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation quote today 15 to 10 your scores we start this second quarter of action back after the timeout again lance morris matt common here on classic it's 96 7 wbbi online through wbbi.com a five point lead now for liberty benson as the eagle offense starting to get uh, into a little bit more of a rhythm yeah certainly seem to be getting more in tune and being able to figure out how to attack 
this Liberty Center defense. Good job by Gherkin drawing the defense in and then kicking it out. And just great shot by Addie Crow before that timeout. Liberty Center now trying to get something going again here in the half court. The up top for Gracie Miller. Now back to Emmy Gray on the left wing. Somebody been dropping back in that 2-3 zone this time defensively. Without inside shot, won't go. Trying to go over the top D from Lauren Gherkin. Gherkin now has it. She'll take it the other way for Liberty Benton as Gherkin trying to get herself going offensively and will draw the foul from just inside the left elbow. Yeah, nice shot by Gherkin knowing that she was going to draw the contact, putting the shot up even if it wasn't the cleanest look at the basket to get to the line to shoot too. And I like the decision by Liberty Benton switching to the 2-3 zone. I mean, you got the height, you got the size out there right now between Gherkin, DeHart, and Barbara. Have them take away that baseline and have them take away the paint, force Liberty Center to shoot from the outside. I know they're good from the outside still, but kind of take it, put it away as an option, make it the only choice they have. I like that decision. First free throw was off from Gherkin. The second one, though, will be up and good. Extend the Liberty Benton lead now to six with five minutes to go in the first half. And the matchup like this, I will just call it as it is. We've seen a couple misses so far from the charity stripe for Liberty Benton. You can't leave points on the floor against a team like Liberty Center. Liberty Center trying to get something going now here in the half court, trailing 16 to 10, 4.45 to go, first half of action. The up top for Gracie Miller, wanted to go down inside. So last touched by Liberty Benton as it goes out of play, will stay with Liberty Center on the baseline. Again, just attacking the passing lanes. Very well done by Liberty Benton. Inbound for Liberty Center, goes back up top. It's poked away by Crow, but as we're going into the scorer's table, we'll again stay with Liberty Center. And also worth noting for Liberty Center, on a nearly four-minute dry spell in terms of points as they entered the quarter with 10. Against the Liberty Benton sitting back in that 2-3 zone defensively. Liberty Center trying to go inside, driving inside. Swag going to be shot, swatted away. By that time, inside by Gherkin. Barrett was trying to cut through the defense. And that's the benefit of that 2-3 zone and having that much height on the baseline is you can really take away those nice inside lanes, those easy shots from two, three feet out. Ray has it on that right corner for Liberty Center. Swing it back around now to Eliza Jones. Back over towards Gray on the right wing. Briefly double team her. Now Jones will look to drive. Back out now. It'll be Miller with it on the wing. Jones under it in mid post, but it's going to be poked away. Ends up in Sophia Barber's hands. Liberty Benton the other way. Some great defensive rotation, too, in that 2 3 zone we just saw there from Liberty Benton. People dealing with the full court pressure as she crosses half court. Able to get it now to DeHart. DeHart will launch the three. She'll make the three from outside as well. Extends the Liberty Benson lead. It's now 19 to 10, 3.45 to go in the half. And for Craig DeHart, 17% from three-point land. That must have been one of the 17 that works. Center going down inside to Barrett. Unable to get a shot up over the long arms of Gherkin as it'll go out of bounds. Last touched by Liberty Benton will stay with Liberty Center with 3.29 to go in this first half as we'll see Kaylee Blanton check in for Liberty Center coming in for Molly Perry. You gotta get a little bit of height out there to try and counter what Liberty Benton's throwing at you. Driving
Driving briefly inside was Miller for Liberty Center. Now back up top for Emmy Gray. Wanted to go inside, stolen away by Lauren Girk and Liberty Benton right back the other way with 320 to go in the half. And again, Liberty Benton is attacking the pass lanes. They're keeping them out of rhythm. This is a very rhythm-based offense for Liberty Center. And right now, Liberty Benton doing an amazing job of keeping them out of sorts. Addie Crow open for Liberty Benton. The three off to the left, and then... Ends up going out of bounds. Sophia Barber tried to save it, but ran out of room on the baseline. Will be Liberty Center ball. 3.02 to go in the first half. Liberty Benton ahead by nine. Man, Liberty Benton looking good doing it too. This is a big, big game for them. If they can be dominant in this type of performance, Liberty Center, one of the premier teams in the state this year. Liberty Center will set things up here in the half court. Quinn has it at the free throw line. Goes down inside towards Barrett. Barrett can't get that one to go over the tough D from Dehart. So it will be a jump ball possession there. We'll give it to Liberty Benton with 2.42 to go in the half. Big defensive plays right now from Liberty Benton. This has been phenomenal. We're closing in on five and a half minutes since Liberty Center last scored. This is an incredible run right now for Liberty Benton. We see Liberty Center switching up their defensive pressure a little bit as they drop to a 1-2-2 full court press that time. Almost getting the steal as Crow had to range over towards half court to save it. Coach Lieb will call the timeout to ensure Liberty Benton maintains their possession. Timeout today brought to you by Warner Economy Corner located at the corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for deals on wheels. Lance Morris alongside Matt Common here. Class gets 96-7 WBVI online through WBVI. Dot com. A good time to remind you that this won't be the only game we have on our airwaves here today as we'll head over towards uh, Hopewell Loudon a little later on as they play host to New Regal in the Battle of Bullfrog Road. Second matchup of the season between those two. Yeah, we're getting put to work today. I mean, two good matchups on both sides of the uh, set of games that we have here. Very good matchups overall. This one clearly a little bit highlight. I mean, 12 and 1, 13 and 2. This is the one you want to pay attention to. But don't sleep on that new Regal Hopewell game tonight. That could be a very, very entertaining game. Just about ready to resume following the timeout. Liberty Benson ball, 225 remaining in the first half. They lead 19 to 10 over at Liberty Center. Crow will swing it all the way over towards Sophia Barbara. Back up top now for Hooper as they'll double team her. She wants to go inside to Gherkin. Pass will be poked away. We'll stay with Liberty Benson on the baseline. Like the decision, do not like the execution on that one. That was way too far of a pass in terms of a cross court, almost skip pass to try and get it into Gherkin in the attack lane. People will inbound for Liberty Benton finds Crow in the corner. The three won't touch anything. The out of play last touched by Gray for Liberty Center will again be Liberty Benton ball. And Liberty Benton, another opportunity here. And again, just cannot get over the defense we're seeing from them. 19 to 10, they have yet to give up a point this quarter. Crow wanted to go inside towards Dehart. Pass stolen away by Liberty Center, though, as we'll see the Tigers go in transition. Up top for Emmy Gray. He swings it over left side to Perry. Perry down inside towards Blanton. Pass will be stolen away. Another steal for Sophia, Sophia Barbara. Liberty Benton back the other way. And now you're starting to see a little bit of bad decisions from Liberty Center trying to counter what Liberty Benton's giving them defensively. Kirk open for the three, cashing that one in from the right corner for Liberty Benton for her first three-pointer of the game. Extends Liberty Benton's lead to 12. A much-needed one from Lauren Gherkin. She is at her best when she's hitting from every area on the floor. Good job there getting started from three-point land. 
Down to 125 remaining first half, 22-10 the score. Liberty Benson with the lead over Liberty Center. Driving inside is Eliza Jones for the Tigers. Now back up top to Gray. Gray tried to drive inside, floater will not go. Rebounded down underneath by Barrett to keep it with Liberty Center, but the pass is stolen away, but then stolen right back to Gray. Gray inside, gets that one to go with the foul. A much needed bucket on the Liberty Center side for their first basket of the half of this quarter. Six minute, 55 second scoring drought. That is incredible for Liberty Benton to pull that off against a team like Liberty Center. Miller will check back in for Liberty Center coming in for Kaylee Blanton. And one free throw coming from Emmy Gray for Liberty Center. Free throw will not go. Gherkin comes down with the board for Liberty Benton. And no damage done with the end one opportunity. Gherkin crossing half court herself. Made the three last time down the floor for Liberty Benton. Trying to go all the way down inside. Can't get all the way through the defense. Dehart with the rebound. Her second chance won't go either. Everybody center now the other way, looking for consecutive baskets after being held to nothing for most of this second quarter. The up top for Gray. Pass is going to end up being a little errant as Gray has to go into the backcourt to recover it. Now we will get a foul call against Hooper. Yeah, good call there against Hooper. It is her second, which is a bit of a letdown for Liberty Benton, but that was, that was definitely the right call by the officials. On a side note for Lauren Gherkin, not sure I agree with her trying to go coast to coast like that uh, after that steal. I know she's starting to feel a little bit, got her shot going, but had about three or four of your teammates pretty open as that whole defense caved in around her. Open for the quarter three, up and good for Elijah Jones. Just like that, another basket for Liberty Center makes it 22 to 15, down to 19 seconds to go in the half. And this is why it made it all the more impressive the scoring drought that Liberty Benton put LC in during that second quarter. As Hooper has it, but she'll end up traveling as she was trying to get it over to Sophia Barbara back to Liberty Center as they go on a, a little bit of a run, see if they can add on to that before the half comes to the end of the half. It seems like Liberty Benton got a little comfortable here in the final minute, and L.C. doing a good job capitalizing on it. Down to eight seconds to go in the second quarter. Gray open, driving inside after the pump fake, forces it up from the elbow, doesn't get it to go, gets her own miss, second chance, won't go either. I'll do it for the first half. 22 to 15, your score. Liberty Benton with the lead through one half of play. Yeah, good performance from Liberty Benton first half. Also from Liberty Center, two solid performances overall. Just defensively, Liberty Benton being able to lock them in for almost seven minutes of a quarter is incredible. It's just a little concerning how quickly they took their foot off the gas pedal in that last minute 10 and how quickly Liberty Center was able to rally and respond to it. So if you're Coach Lee, just got to tell them, hey, keep your foot on the gas. Do not let up. You cannot let up against a team like Liberty Center. You have to keep it pushing, have to keep going with it. Otherwise, they will get back in this game in a hurry. And the flip side of that, if you're a Liberty Center, you, you got to find a way to get past that wall and the paint. They, they're not getting a lot of clean looks at the basket. They're really having to work from the outside. Got to find a way to work it in and then work it back outside. That way you can maybe force Liberty Benton to sit either Barbara or DeHart maybe even Gherkin. It's few and far between whenever Lauren Gherkin gets a chance to get a breather during a game. But if you can get them to substitute the height for a little bit more perimeter play, that'll bode well for Liberty Center if they can get that going. That's a big if because right now they are struggling to get those shots from the outside. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our ONN halftime report shortly after that. 
back to start the second half here between Liberty Benson and Liberty Center. Liberty Benson, the 22-15 lead at the half. You're listening to BBC Girls Basketball and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Winter, that means snow, ice, and treacherous traveling. Make sure you have a dependable ride. Deals are happening daily at Warner Economy Corner at the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard. Talk to the guys at Warner Economy Corner and they'll set you up with a quality used vehicle at a great deal. Dependability, smiles, deals, and great customer service are waiting for you at Warner Economy Corner. Deals on wheels happen every day, Monday through Saturday. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we've built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. They say change is inevitable, and especially in athletics, youth sports all the way through college sports have seen tremendous change in the last couple of years. At the collegiate level, the sometimes absurd amount of money that sports generate from television deals, advertising agencies, and ticket revenue has never been distributed to the actual athletes until recently when name, image, and likeness deals allowed for some of the money to be rerouted into the pockets of the players. It's been a mixed bag. It's been a mixed bag. There's been mixed reaction to how this has affected sports, both positive and negative. The future of college sports falls on the leaders of the largest academic institutions, including Ohio State. You'll hear a bold strategy from Ohio State's next athletic director, Ross Bjork. That's next. This is the Ohio News Network. In Ohio, public education matters. And every day, Ohio's public school educators use their united voice to advocate for the supports and resources our public schools need so every child thrives. No exceptions. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. Because great public schools are a winning playbook for Ohio, and Ohio is stronger when we stand together to cheer for our students' success. 
I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. This, this is ONN. On July 1st of this year, Ross Bjork will become the next athletic director at The Ohio State University. It's the largest athletic department in the state and one of the biggest in the country. Bjork's predecessor, Gene Smith, will retire at the end of June. Smith's seen a lot of change to the business of college sports in his 18 years in Columbus. He's been a part of many discussions on whether to give student-athletes a share of the revenue from the athletic department that some say would help alleviate the chaos caused by name, image, and likeness deals, or NIL for short. There's been almost a dozen congressional hearings on the subject, and speaking to ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus, OSU's next athletic director, Ross Bjork, says he's been doing a lot more C-SPAN lately. So what do you do in college athletics these days? You you have a, a congressional hearing on in the background. And that's because I wanted to hear what Charlie Baker had to say. I wanted to hear what the key witnesses had to say. Uh, we've been able to see the Bill Arrakis bill, who's the congressman from Florida who hosted that hearing with energy and commerce. Ted Cruz, the senator here in Texas, is the ranking member on the Senate Energy and Commerce Committee, which is going to be the committee. If there's going to be an NIL bill introduced, it's going to be energy and commerce. Many have wondered if college athletics is something politicians need to get involved with at all, or if it's a problem to be solved by the NCAA or the university presidents and their athletic directors. Ross Bjork does think the current way of doing business in college athletics is not tenable. If we actually want to, we can create a model that works. But it's all the different factions and the silos and, well, we can't do this because this program doesn't have the money or, or this will uh, you know, tip uh, the scales on Title IX. We can actually have a plan if we actually just do it. So I just want to do it at this point, and we may be handed the outcome by a federal lawsuit, which is happening right now. So we have to navigate that space. But the enterprise of college athletics could actually solve this if we get the right people in the room at the right time and actually just put down all the sort of barriers that are that are up here. So it's going to happen. We're going to be sharing revenue with, uh, with athletes. We're going to be reallocating resources across our athletic departments. We're going to still have sports, though. And we're going to still have education. What I tell people here at Texas A&M, and I'm going to say the same thing at Ohio State, maybe it's just in a different different realm, is we're on the right side of the equation. Whatever the equation is going to be, the Ohio State University, Texas A&M, the SEC, the Big Ten, we are going to lead the charge in this and going to be on the right side of the equation. So let's just get there sooner rather than later so the athletes have clarity, the parents the future of college sports, the TV partners, the coaches, you guys in the media. Let's just get the clarity sooner rather than later because it's the right thing to do for the enterprise of higher education and college athletics. That's Ross Bjork. He's the current athletic director at Texas A&M. And on July 1st, he will be the athletic director at The Ohio State University. He was speaking with Owen and affiliate WBNS FM in Columbus. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Eric Reeser. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, 
There are ironworker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Ironworkers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Back we are about to start the second half of play here between Liberty Benton and Liberty Center. Lance Morris, Matt Calvin here with our own classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Online through WBVI.com, 22-15, your score. Liberty Benton with the lead here over Liberty Center as we're just moments away from starting this second half. And like we talked about during that uh, second quarter in particular, the defense from Liberty Benton really picked things up and was able to limit Liberty Center most of that quarter. Yeah, I mean, really it wasn't until the last minute five where Liberty Ben kind of let their foot off the gas defensively and got a little bit, uh, I don't want to necessarily say extracurricular on the offensive side, but Lauren Gherkin tried to go coast to coast and do a spinning layup in. You're, that's more of a heat check than anything else, and Liberty Center was able to capitalize on it, get five points there in the last minute five and make it a little bit more competitive here to start the second half. So they try to go inside towards Blanton. Liberty Benner. Benton gets the steal as Lauren Gurkin comes away with the steal. Sophia Barbara open but swings it to Dehart. She'll launch the right wing three. Comes up short. Rebounded now by Keller. Liberty Center the other way. I give Dehart a lot of credit as a freshman. She is not afraid to take her shot when it's open. Driving inside is Moeller, but they'll get a foul against Liberty Center. See how they actually get on it. Going to go on Kaylee Blanton. It's going to be her third foul, though, so she'll check out, and Barrett will take her spot. You got to give a lot of credit where credit's due to Liberty Benton in terms of strategy getting Blanton in foul trouble. She is one of the tallest players on the floor for Liberty Center that plays consistently. That's a huge advantage for them. Liberty Benton able to get it into the half court with Dehart. Her first shot off the marker, second shot also off. Third time won't go either, but this time. Freshman will draw the foul, go to the line. I've been impressed with Dehart. I really have. She has done a good job as a freshman. This is really what you want to see from a young player in a game like this where she's able to step up, make her plays, take her opportunities, and excel. First free throw from Dehart comes up short. Reminder today's second half brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, a proud member of the Mayo Clinic Care Network. Online at bvhealthsystem.org. Second free throw from Dehart. Comes up short as well. Rebounded by Liberty Center Tigers the other way. Is it just me or does that rim seem pretty loose over there? <laughs> does seem maybe a touch loose, but we'll get a travel on Emmy Gray. Gives it right back to Liberty Benton. 7.15 to go third quarter. Uh, we are starting to get a little bit of frustration level here. Getting a little extracurricular around here. Let's go. Let's go. So, after all that, still be Liberty Benson ball. I feel a T might be imminent here. Seems that way. 
Larry Benson able to get it into the half court. Sophia Barber with it left wing for the Eagles. Hands it towards Hooper. She'll bring it back towards the volleyball line. Reset, tries to cross over Gray. Now back to Barbara. Over towards Crow in front of Liberty Benson. Bench pass will be poked. Will be stolen away by Gray. Gray in transition for Liberty Center. Laying blocked from behind by Hooper. They'll stay with Liberty Center under their basket though. A little bit of a miss there by the officials as the block was clean, but there was a lot of body-on-body -body contact going up for that one. Another little inbound for Liberty Center. So we're back towards Gray near the top of the key. Over now to Keller. Keller brings it back to the top of the key as well. Gray now with it on the right wing. Jones swings it over. They now enter it on the block to Barrett, working on Dehart. Bounces it back into the corner. Now we're going to foul against Addie Crow. That's going to be her second. May not have been the most blatant, but certainly a little bit of a makeup one there on the miss from the block earlier. Gray now will inbound for Liberty Center. 22 15 the score. Liberty Benton on top of Liberty Center. 6.35 to go, third quarter. Jones ran out of real estate, so just threw it off of Barbara's leg to keep it with Liberty Center. And for Liberty Center, the passing lane is being taken away. It kind of seems to have disrupted their flow. You're not really seeing a lot of off-ball movement from them right now. Inbound from the front of her bench. So now they'll get it to Moeller. Set things up here for the Liberty Center offense. Score remains 22 to 15, 6.25 to go, third quarter. Down inside towards Barrett. Barrett comes up short on her lay-in. Briefly had her own rebound, but then stolen away. We'll call a travel on Liberty Benton as they were trying to swing the ball around and go the other way. It will again be Liberty Center ball. Dan, some people may be confused with that one because Addie Crow was on a knee as she got that ball. It wasn't a full, complete fall down, but she put the ball on the floor as well. You can't do that. Pass is going to be poked on the inbound, but will be recouped by Liberty Center. Gray trying to drive the lane, swatted down hard by Gherkin, but they'll pick up Gherkin for the foul. It appears, unless they're just going to say she was last to touch it. Yeah, she was just last to touch it. I mean, that was a clean block. Some motions definitely starting to show on both of these teams, in my opinion. As Crow with a steal, but ran out of room on the baseline. It'll again be Liberty Center ball with 6-11 to go here in the third. I think your opinion's a valid one at this point. <laughs> Liberty Center will inbound again from under their basket. Throw it up top. It'll be Keller with it. Brings it back towards the volleyball line. To Gray. Gray gets the screen from Barrett. Gray will drive inside, forces that one up and short, draw the contact and go to the line now with six minutes to go in the third quarter. You're also getting because of how contact heavy it's been. Liberty Center just get called as it is. They're taking some contact, but they're ending up on the ground a lot more than they probably need to. But because of how contact heavy this game has been, they really need to sell it to get those calls. First free throw rattles on in for Gray. And this is a big one. They really need to get M. Gray going. They really do need to get her going here. Second one also good from Gray. Makes it 22 to 17. Six minutes now left to go here in this third quarter. Pretty Benton able to get it to Crow. She'll cross half court for the Eagles. Wants to go down inside towards Dehart. Pass will be poked away by Barrett. Will stay with Liberty Benton now under their basket. It's been the longest 25 seconds of a quarter. <laughs> My goodness. 
Well, we'll inbound for Liberty Benton. It's right back after the inbound. The corner three won't fall. Rebound still up for grabs. Eventually hauled in by Liberty Center. Keller takes it the other way for the Tigers. Ends up back in Gray's hands. Gray with it on the left wing. Looks to drive inside. Now hands it to Keller up top. Keller wants to go down inside. It'll be poked away down underneath. It'll be a kicked ball against Liberty Benton. We'll stay with Liberty Center. They'll inbound from the baseline. Correct me if I'm wrong. Both teams have, there's only been one basket scored this quarter thus far. There has. Well, not even a basket, just those two free throws. Just the two free throws, exactly. So another pass will be poked away by Sophia Barber. We'll stay again with Liberty Center. Center will inbound now on the sideline in front of their bench. Keller down inside. They'll get it out into the corner. Barrett open for the corner. Three. Too strong, though. Rebounded by Sophia Barber. Liberty Benson back the other way. Good defense again, even though that was a clean look. Not the person that you want in that three-point situation for Liberty Center. Liberty Center coming out with some full court pressure, but it will be a 10-second call as Liberty Benson was just about to cross half court but ran out of time. Kind of feel like that 10 seconds may have been a little quick on that one. Could just be me. 22-17, your score, 5-10. Left to go third quarter. Liberty Benson on top of Liberty Center. Liberty Center ball following the 10-second call against LB. Gray has it on the right wing for Liberty Center. Now up top for Keller. Keller working on Crow all the way down inside. Won't get that one to go, but... We'll draw the foul now. Go to the line with 4.55 to go in the third. An opportunity to put some more points on the board as both teams have gone ice cold from the floor in this quarter. Neither team has made a field goal. All of the points so far have come from the free throw line and all have come from Liberty Center. First free throw from Keller up and good. So see Lindsay may check in for Liberty Benson coming in for Addie Crow. Bit of a big situation here for Liberty Benton having Addie Crow have to check out and probably not return until most likely the fourth quarter at this stage because of her foul trouble. One of the better scorers on this team. Well, three throws up and good for Keller as again that was the third foul against Crow which is why she was subbed out for. And looking to inbound for Liberty Benton gets it to Gherkin. We'll see Coach Lube take a timeout with 4.53 to go in the third quarter. It's now just a three-point lead for Liberty Benson, 22-19. to 30-second timeout, so we'll keep it here on Classic Hits 96.7, WBBI online through WBBI.com. Again, timeouts today brought to you by Warner Economy Corner, located at the corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for deals on wheels. And, I mean, like we've said, Matt, it's been, you know, defense, defense, defense so far from each of these teams here in this third quarter, but... Now Liberty Center just clawing back, just being a little bit more aggressive, trying to get things going towards the basket. Oh, very much so. And the other thing to keep in mind is that Liberty Benton, really since that minute five to go in the second quarter, offensively have just been completely out of sorts. It is it's really impressive how much of a difference it makes once they took their foot off the gas. It seems like they're struggling to get back into speed and get back into rhythm. And now you already have Addie Crow off the floor. It's going to make it even harder for them. Liberty Benson ball following the timeout. Emma Hooper across half court for the Eagles. They go down inside towards Gherkin. Foul will be called on the floor before Gherkin had a chance to get that one going towards the basket. That looks like we got Moeller with the foul. That'll be her second. 
or third, excuse me, that'll be her third foul in the game as well. Smaller will check out. Also see Molly Perry checking back in. Out will go Nicole Keller for Liberty Center. Birkin inbounding for Liberty Benton. Gets it towards May up at the top of the key. Back now to Hooper on the wing. Entering it in towards Gherkin. Pass stolen away. Another steal for Emmy Gray. Gray in transition. Layen won't go. Gets her own miss. Second chance will be blocked. Now we'll get a foul call. We do get the call there, and I mean, good decision on that call. Laura Gherkin, good block, but added a lot of extracurricular that one on the way down. It's now the second foul against Gherkin, and now already the fourth foul against Liberty Benson. We're just at 4.29 to go here in the third quarter. Could see even more free throws from Liberty Center as the first one will not go from Gray. Certainly a distinct possibility, and these officials are starting to call more fouls because, frankly, this game was rapidly descending into a couple tees and some extracurricular is going on. Good on the officials to get it back in check. However, it's certainly to the detriment of Liberty Benton the way this quarter has gone thus far. Still scoreless with 4.29 to go. It's because of that, we'll actually see Krocek back in for Liberty Benton. She'll come in for May. She'll have to be careful out there with three fouls. And an errant pass will be stolen now by Miller. Miller lay it up and good. Just like that, all tied up 22 apiece on the first field goal from either team this half. Liberty Benton again just completely took their foot off the gas at the end of the second quarter and they have struggled to get back in the rhythm. Down inside, Gherkin will get that one up, won't get that one to go as she draws some contact. She'll go to the line now with 4.11 to go in the third quarter. Very needed points here from Lauren Gherkin. You gotta get her going, get the offense back in the rhythm. You gotta do something because Liberty Center's got all the momentum on their side right now. First free throw will come up short from Gherkin. May will check back in for Crow. So already some offense-defensive subs on the Liberty Benton side. Yeah, not much of a choice, especially with Addie Crow having three fouls. You want her on the floor offensively, but you need to protect her on the defensive side. Going up and good for Gherkin. Puts Liberty Benton back in front. 23-22, 4-10 to go with third quarter. And as much as we talked about how good Liberty Benton defense was in that second quarter can say equally the same for Liberty Center because still Liberty Benton has yet to get a field goal of their own this second uh, second half. Oh absolutely been phenomenal effort defensively from Liberty Center. So Liberty Center trying to get something going offensively. Gray will look to drive inside and get a foul call on the floor and that's going to be now the fifth foul against Liberty Benton and both teams in uh, their own foul troubles as that's the fifth against Liberty Benton this quarter, already four against Liberty Center as well. Yeah, that's a big one there as it's going to take them to the line. You got 346 of Liberty Center being able to go to the foul line now, basically at will if they can draw the contact. So we've definitely seen Emmy Gray at the line a handful of times for Liberty Center. Her first free throw will be up and good. Tie it back up at 23s. So we'll check back in for Lindsey May on the Liberty Benton side. Second one from Gray, up and good as well. It's Liberty Center now up 24-23, 3.45 to go third quarter. Two of the best in the state, no surprise it's this close of a game. It's Crow gonna get trapped. 
almost throwing it away. Hooper trying to get it across half court and does. Gurk it up ahead towards Dehart. Dehart layup up and good. A big basket for Liberty Benton. Puts them back in front by one. Huge basket there for Liberty Benton. My goodness, they needed that one desperately. And then dropping back in that 2-3 zone defensively now as Liberty Center sets things up offensively. 3.20 left to go. Liberty Benton now up 25-24. High low looked out inside. Perfect entry pass. An easy bucket that time inside for Barrett. It's Liberty Center back ahead. And even with that 2-3 zone, you're going to have to supplement the fact that Addie Crow really can't be aggressive on the outside. So you saw Gherkin play up and that left that lane wide open for the easy lay-in. Gherkin down into Barbara, open for the left corner. Three, rattles on, won't fall. Rebounded now by Liberty Center. Tigers back the other way. They lead 26-25, 250 to go third quarter. So now a travel will be called on a bear. It gives it back to Liberty Benson with 245 left in the third. You can also tell it's a good game when both fan bases, every single foul is not being called ever. Even though both teams are already in foul trouble. Keller will come back in for Liberty Center, coming in for Eliza Jones. Good idea here, give Eliza Jones a little bit of a breather. You're definitely gonna need her in the fourth quarter of action. Keller looking to throw it in, finds Gherkin. Gherkin ends up, actually I think hit her in the mouth as she was trying to get herself up towards the basket. Is now a foul going to be called against Gracie Miller? I say Miller she, she was the one that got hit before as well. I say she's the one that got uh, contact more than anyone else. Which definitely was not aggressive. It was just tr trying to, Gurk was trying to give herself a little bit of room and ended up hitting her in the face, but definitely was certainly not malicious at all. No, not malicious, but still should have been called at that stage. Gurkin at the line, free throw up and good, ties it up 26 apiece now, as we'll see Elise Hooper and Lindsay May check in. I'll go, I'll go as well, Emma Hooper along with Addie Crow. And now worth knowing both teams in the double bonus at this stage with the new rule here by the OHSAA. So could see a lot more free throws for the final 240 of this third quarter as the second free throw off from Gherkin uncharacteristically has missed already three free throws today, had missed just seven the entire year before today. Yeah, to be perfectly candid, Lauren Gherkin has really struggled today from the offensive side of things. It's been a rough afternoon for her, but she's done great defensively. Which also just goes to show how good the Liberty Center team is too. Exactly. Barrett trying to get down inside, now back outside. Gray down inside, finds her on the cut. Shot going to be blocked inside, and now we'll get the foul call against Liberty Benton with 2.12 left to go in the third. I think that's going on Gherkin, and if it does, I think that might be your third. Will yes, be her it third. Is. Yeah, that's a big one. That is a big one there against Liberty Benton. Free throw from Barrett, up and good. Put somebody center back in front. So we'll see Elise Hooper, Lindsay May check out Addie Crow, along with Emma Hooper back in for LB. And Gherkin not checking out, worth noting. Second free throw from Barrett off the mark. Gherkin with the board for Liberty Benton. Liberty Center leading 27-26. Down to 2.05 remaining here in the third quarter. Been a great back and forth. It really has been. Hooper trying to set things up for Liberty Benton. Gherkin has it on the elbow. Now it's Sophia Barbara left corner. Back over now, Crow enters it in towards Gherkin. Gherkin laying up and good as the able to get the defense out of their rotation. Liberty Benton now back in front by one. Nice job on the pseudo give and go there as well to Gherkin. 
Center down inside, pump faking, shot blocked and rebounded in by Gherkin and then foul right back by Barrett. As the Liberty Center fans definitely not happy about that one. I mean, bang bang play like that, that's a little bit tough to call situation. I, you could see it go either way. Lauren Gherkin at the line with 1.36 to go in this third quarter. Liberty Benton, the one-point lead, 28-27. First free throw from Gherkin. Will fall on in. <laughs> Talk about the defense that we've seen from both these teams. Worth noting, that, I mean, Emmy Gray and Lauren Gherkin, probably the two stars in this afternoon game, you'd be paying attention. Both of them still leading their team in scoring, but my goodness, they've had to work for all those points. Second free throw good as well from Gherkin, makes it 30 to 27, 132 remaining, and then stolen away as it landed right in Lindsey May's hands. It's up ahead to Lise Hooper. Gets it back now, Sophia Barber, open left wing three, too strong. Rebounded eventually as we're gonna foul call as a lot of bodies were colliding together. Don't know really who you can even definitively call a foul on there with all the contact ways. Yeah, you get on Emmy Gray there. That's that I will definitely say that's a situation where the official shouldn't call anything because there was nothing but contact across the board. It's kind of really both sides definitely. I'll say a little not thrilled with the officiating, even though right now it's leaning in favor of Liberty Benton, certainly based on what you're hearing from the from the LLC fans. It does help that we're also saying on the LC side. Very true. First free throw from Gherkin, up and good, will extend their lead to four. You can always ask uh, the birthday boy, Josh Morgan, his opinion when we're, uh, when we're done here as well. We're going to have to see what he thinks about it. Second free throw up and good from Gherkin. Makes it 32-27, 1.20 remaining third quarter. Liberty Benton leading Liberty Center. Time has not been started on the clock and does start about four seconds or so late. Now it will be Liberty Center ball. Trailing again, 32-27. Down inside towards Barrett, right back outside. Briefly driving, now back or over to Gray on the right wing. Go back in that 2-3 zone defensively. Ray has it on that right wing as Elsie works it around the perimeter. They'll launch the three, two strong that time from Perry. Rebounded by May, but then ripped right back by Barrett to keep it with Elsie, but then the pass down inside a little too strong and maybe also unexpected as it gives it back to Liberty Benton. As we're having another conversation between Coach Davis and the officials. That again, this is, I understand that everyone's heated, but you got to rein it in because they have been overcompensating the calls at this point. And that official, he is still thinking about teeing up Coach Davis. Rebetton dealing with some more pressure as Gherkin will cross half court. There's a bunch of contact again between Gherkin and Gray. Because I think this time they're actually they're calling, calling it on Gherkin. And here's the, pro here's the problem, aside from just the officials making all these calls, at a certain point, it's just making that many calls. It's also Lauren Gherkin's fourth foul. So well, that also is a big thing against Liberty Benton now because she's going to have to check out for the first time today. So where you're getting a lot of the frustration as well is the officials really let them play in the first half. And they have extremely overcompensated to the other side. 
in this third quarter. Well, I think it also hasn't helped that I think they've been a little late on some of these whistles too, they and have. it's made and it's made some of this contact go that much longer. That maybe doesn't if the whistle's blown a little quicker. Yeah, we're gonna have some very very because I mean fans. let's let's be honest. When we've talked, we've been asking coaches all season. Do you like this new rule? This is one of the reasons you, people don't like this rule is because this third quarter has taken a while. Well, it's taken a while, and more importantly than that, it's gotten to the point where tempers are flaring. And neither coach appears to be happy because each team has players in foul trouble at this point. Neither coach is happy. Both teams have their star players in foul trouble now because of it. The fans are royally ticked off. I mean, I'm really getting a little concerned for the officials down there. And more to it than that, the officials, the adjustments and the decisions they've made have been bad ones. They have called them bad both ways, but they've been bad ones trying to overcompensate from the first half. Gray splits the pair at the free throw line, makes it 32-28. Liberty Benton with the lead on Liberty Center, but we'll see what Liberty Benton does without Lauren Gherkin on the floor offensively. The up top for Lindsay May. We also do see Megan Gherkin now taking the spot of her sister as an errant pass ends up being stolen, then stolen right back. Will be Liberty Center getting the steal. The up top now as they'll spread it around for Miller, down to 16 seconds to go in the third. Driving inside is Gray. Lefty shot comes up short. Briefly has her own miss. Ends up in Elise Hooper's hands, but then stolen right back. Down inside. Up and good from Eliza Jones. Just like that two-point game. Down to three seconds to go in the quarter. And Lindsay Mays not even able to launch something. It's now 32 to 30. Liberty Benson clinging to that two-point lead. Holding on to that two-point lead, but my God, the officials did themselves no favors in that quarter. That was a brutal quarter. That looks like they're having a discussion down there because unofficially I had 13 foul calls in that quarter between the two teams. As we'll just keep it here this time on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com through the end of the third quarter. Again, 32-30 the score. Liberty Benton with the lead over Liberty Center. So I'll I'll ask this just kind of bluntly, Matt. What what do you do if you're the officials? Because it's been kind of, you know, letting them play maybe too much then not letting them play enough. So, I mean, it's like... Can you even find a balance of that at this point? Not at this point. You've dug your own hole. Now you have to kind of reside in it. I mean, it's as simple as that, and that's going to be a problem because for both of these I was going to say, because if that's the case, Gherkin has four. We'll see how long it takes before she comes back in, but you have Crow and at least one other player out there with three on the Liberty Benton side. A couple players out there with two right now for Liberty Center, and I think that's a, one thing that definitely favors Liberty Center as this game progresses. They've just had more of an open bench and have had more of a rotation whereas Liberty Benson just now is going to Megan Girk and they had only been playing two additional players so now they've been playing eight total but I mean that didn't start until this second half and in part because Megan Gherkin has played a full JV game only has two quarters to work with I mean there's that but the fact of the matter is Liberty Benton has gone a short bench tonight or this afternoon excuse me and we're just seeing the contact pick right back up going to be blocked by as they were trying to block DeHart down inside. Up and good, and probably could have got an and one there too as Gray was able to knock that down, ties it up. It really does look like the officials are trying to revert back to the first half, which is all fine and good, but you've really let it get out of hand now as they're going to call a double dribble against Addie Crow. And and they're they're going to call a double dribble. They probably could have called a reach on Gray too at some point in that defensive possession. It's just, that's just how, how this game has been. It's been, you know, aggressive by both teams. And here's the problem with that. When it's been aggressive by both teams, you can't adjust midstream. You either have to call it where it's, you're just going to let them play aggressive 
or you got to call everything. You can't adjust for one quarter in particular because it's completely dictated the change in, in this game. Liberty Center trying to set things up offensively. We do have Kaylee Blanton in the game. When we talk about the foul trouble, she's she got three. three fouls, as does Moeller, who's out there with three. The shot off the mark from Blanton. Liberty Benton now the other way, still all tied up. 32 apiece, seven minutes left to go in this one. Again, fact of the matter is, unofficially, I had 13 fouls called between the two teams in that third quarter alone, which is just a gross overcorrection from the first half. Lindsay May short corner jump shot, won't touch anything. Liberty Center right back the other way, 645 left to go in this one as an errant pass will end up being grabbed by Crow as she had to hand it to Hooper just to make sure she didn't travel. Yeah, good job by Crow as well, avoiding any contact whatsoever because the way the officials have been calling it would have probably been a contact foul in terms of getting that ball. Eddie Crow has it right corner. We'll drive inside now. It's Sophia Barber. She'll launch the three. That one is nothing but net, but not the good kind as it goes the other way for Liberty Center. Also pretty confident that number 13, Eliza Jones, may have gotten a little bit of contact against that one. Good block on her part. Liberty Center down inside. Great inside feed as Kaylee Blanton able to get that one to drop from in close. Puts Liberty Center back up by two. Great shot. Good job against DeHart, even with the size advantage. Was able to attack the rim in a positive way. And the Hooper greens it across half court for Liberty Benton. Get it down left corner for Sophia Barbara. Barbara hands it back to Hooper. Comes across to set a screen as well. Now down in the corner from May. Wanted to enter it to DeHart. Ripped right away by Kaylee Blanton. Liberty Center the other way. Blanton trying to beat the defense back and won't be able to as Sophia Barbara blocks that one away. It will stay with Liberty Center under the basket as we'll see Lauren Gerker check back in as she'll come in for Lindsay May. But again, going to have to be careful as she has four fouls. And if I'm Coach Davis, I'm telling them to attack right at Lauren Gherkin. Just get get it over with. Especially, as as especially now that you have Blanton back in the game, you, that's what you have to try and do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's entirely what I would do in this moment. Gray has it up top for Liberty Center. He'll spread things around with Moeller left wing. Liberty Benton is still back in that 2-3 zone defensively. So now Coach Davis will take the full timeout here with the score being 34-32. Liberty Benton trailing by two. We'll go ahead Take the time out right along with them. You're listening to BBC Girls Basketball Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family-driven. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria, Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. 529 remaining in this one, 34-32 year score, Liberty Center, the two-point lead on Liberty Benton. Lance Morris alongside Matt Cobbin here in Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI, online through WBVI.com. BBC Girls basketball action here at Liberty Benton. Again, Liberty Center, the two-point lead and with possession, Following the timeout as the Tigers will try and set things up as 
Liberty Benson is still back in that 2-3 zone defensively. They have switched D-Hard as the one down inside and put Gherkin on one of the wings underneath. Yeah, that's smart, and honestly, because the fact of the matter is Gherkin does not have an idle version of herself defensively. You want to keep her on the outside, keep her away from the paint because they are going to attack. Will be a jump ball. Possession arrow will keep it with Liberty Center with 4.57 left to go. Up goes Perry Keller back on the floor now for Liberty Center. And also see another sub as Barrett will check in. She'll come in now. And I will say a little bit frustrating with the officiating, the way they've injected themselves in this game, because this has been a great game without them. Inside shot off the mark from Liberty Center. They're able to range over to it as they will call the travel. And I don't even think she actually hit all the way to the ground. So I do think the fans have a right to be upset with that. It's the slide. She did not go all the way down, but she did slide as it was going. That is still motion. Will be Liberty Benson ball down to 4.52 remaining. Two-point lead for Liberty Center over Liberty Benson in this matchup of two heavyweights in their conferences as the fans are calling for a double dribble on Gherkin. I got to be honest. I know the fans are upset. They really got raided, and these officials will toss people if it continues to get this animated. I'm still surprised nobody's got a tee. Same here. I'm floored that we haven't seen a tee yet. Cooper wide open. Won't take any shots this time. Maintains her dribble. Brings it all the way back towards the volleyball line as Coach Lieb tells her to go back and reset for Liberty Benton. DeHart with it up top. Hands it to Gherkin. Gherkin now back over towards Crow. Back up top now to Barbara. Barbara swings it towards no one. Is kind of right between DeHart and Hooper. Gives it back to Liberty Center with 4.08 to go. I'm, I'm genuinely floored. No one's gotten teed up yet. Between the one fan that's uh, right behind you and with Coach Davis, they've definitely been very vocal about their opinions today. I'm going to get the gentleman behind us, so I'm giving him a ton of credit. He has actually been very fair on calling it and being after the officials for both teams. So it was stolen away. DeHart getting the steal now for Liberty Benton. Still trailing 34-32, 3.45 left to go in this one. Liberty Benton trying to get something going here in the half court. Throw over towards Hooper. Hooper down inside DeHart. DeHart turnaround shot off the mark, but loads of contact as she'll draw the foul. Man, I know the fans are going to be upset with it, but that this is the problem that you run into. You've had the adjustment. Now you've had the course correction again from the officials. We had 13 fouls in the third quarter. This is the first team foul of the fourth quarter with 3.30 to go in the game. Just You, you can't have that as a... That you can't be continuing these extremes throughout the game. You have to call it consistent. Throw from DeHart will not go. Lindsay May will check in as well for Liberty Benson coming in for Gherkin. Is now they'll have her do some offense defense subs. You have to with her having the four fouls. You really do. Second one from DeHart. Up and good. Eliza Jones back in for Liberty Center coming in for El Moeller. Thirty-four, thirty-three. the score. Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center by one. Down to 325 remaining in this one. Liberty Center now back on the offensive side. Something we forgot to mention, Blanton now has four fouls on the night herself. And down inside, getting that to go was Blanton as that'll extend the Liberty Center lead now to three. 312 left to go. 
As Coach Lee will take the timeout. Now 3.08 remaining in this one. A three-point lead for Liberty Center over Liberty Benton. Yeah, and here's the problem that they have because of the officiating that we've seen. You're having Liberty Benton have to burn these timeouts just to facilitate substitutions at this stage to get Lauren Gherkin back on the floor for the offense-defense sub. And I mean, you're kind of running the same thing here with Coach Davis as well. I'm pretty sure he just rotated someone to try and get date. Um, my apologies, uh, Branton off the floor defensively since she has four fouls. It's full time out, but we'll keep it here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI, line through WBVI.com. Again, 36-33, your score. Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center here in the latter parts of this one. Lance Morse, Matt Common here with you for today's matchup. And, I mean, like you mentioned with just the foul trouble and, I mean, especially on the Liberty Benton side, so much of what they do offensively is centered around Lauren Gurkin being on the floor. So when she's not out there, it's it's almost just like you throw your arms up and say, what do we do? Because so much of it revolves around trying to get her in her spots. And, and I got to be honest, that's a little bit of a miss by Liberty Benton that they really have not developed anyone as part of that freshman class along with Lauren Gurkin to be that secondary player. I know it's a good problem to have because they've been loaded with talent for the last several years. But it really well, I th- I think, does become a bit of a I detriment think, in this stage. I think it is essentially DeHart, but they both like to be in the same area, so it's kind of hard to get them going at the same time. Correct. Three-pointer off the mark from Addie Crow that time, rebounded by Gray. Now Liberty Center the other way as we get under three minutes left to go. With, so a three-point lead for Liberty Center, 36-33. Crow almost getting the steal. We'll stay with Liberty Center. Ben still back in that 2-3 zone defensively. Is Liberty Center content trying, essentially at this point, to play some keep away? I would. I mean, they're in that 2-3 zone. They're not really attacking the perimeter. Play the keep away, try and force them to come up and make a play, or more importantly, to draw a foul on somebody. Is Keller maintaining it now, handing it to Gray for Liberty Center. Gray will look to drive inside, down inside. Great move, but doesn't get the finish that time. As a travel, going to be calling on Sophia Barber as she got the rebound, but then lost her footing, gives it back to Liberty Center. That's called as it is. There was a lot of contact there that should have not been a travel by any means, but that's what the officials elected to go with. As Crow gets the steal, but runs out of room right in front of the Liberty Center bench. It'll be again Liberty Center ball down to 2.15 left in this one. Again, got to give Liberty Center a ton of credit. I mean, they've really done a good job making adjustments at halftime. They did great in that whole third quarter with all the fouls, really keeping Liberty Benton away from any clean looks to the basket. Well, for reference, Liberty Benton has scored just 11 points so far in the second half. Yeah, it's, it's been a phenomenal performance from Liberty Center. It really has been. Which, as now we're going to see Coach Davis take the timeout for Liberty Center. Be a 30 seconds, so we'll keep it here again. 36-33, the score. Liberty Center with a three-point lead on Liberty Benton. And, I mean, we know that uh, just how good this Liberty Center team is. Obviously, 13-1 and on the season, so that record obviously speaks for itself. We saw them do this to Van Buren last year in the Division Three District Final to where they held Van Buren to just one point, I believe, if yep. I'm remembering right, that whole second half of that game. Yeah, one point the whole second half. It was an incredible defensive performance. It's really the thing. That sets Liberty Center apart from other teams in the areas. Other teams, like, yes, defense is important, but they really try to get the offense going. Liberty Center, they will trade the entire team if they need to to make sure that your team does not score a point. They, they'll, they'll win a game 5-2. to two. They don't care. It's just a matter of getting that defense to work. 
And that's why they've been as successful as they have been. Liberty Benz now coming out into man-to-man -man defense. This time down, down to two minutes left to go. 36-33 the score. Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center by three. Liberty Center with possession. Nicole Keller with it, bringing it back towards the volleyball line. Now we'll drive inside. Down in the corner, now in the high post. It'll be Barrett. Barrett all the way down inside. Good pump fake, but lost the handle down inside. Back into the corner now as Liberty Center will reset as we're down to 140 left in this one. Great keep away here by Liberty Center. My goodness. Now we're going to foul call. Looks like it's going to go against Emma Hooper. That'll be the fourth for Hooper, so we're going to probably have to see her rotate out. And we're still waiting to get Gherkin back in the game because they don't want to put her out there or have her pick up her last foul either. No, really, with it being a three-point game, you'd rather have her in the offense towards the final minute so that way you can put up a three-point shot. Down under 90 seconds remaining, 36-33, your score. Another foul going to be committed, and now if nothing else, you're going to just foul just so you have a chance at stopping the clock when you need to. Yeah, they're going to have to at this stage, and honestly, just to call it as it is, once again, the way the officiating has been, they've really counter-adjusted from that third quarter back to this fourth quarter. Might have to be some pretty blatant fouls here, so this could get really chippy really fast out here. Ray driving all the way down inside. So call the foul before she actually got to the basket against Liberty Benton. Second foul against Elise Hooper here in these last 20 seconds or so. I know Liberty Benton's trying to keep as much time as they can, but they are burning through their fouls very quickly here. Gray driving inside, gets that one up and won't get that one to drop, but will draw the shooting foul as now we'll see Warren Gherkin, along with Emma Hooper, set to check back in for LB with down to 115 left. The crazy thing about when you talk about Emma Hooper and Lauren Gherkin, that there's eight fouls between the two of them. Gray at the line, first free throw, will not go. We'll also see Gracie Norchak back in for Liberty Center, coming in for Nicole Keller. Alcohol Elise Super Lindsay May for Liberty Benton. And here's where the chess match begins in terms of substitutions. Second one from Gray. Won't go either, but rebounded by Blanton. So see if they, did they call that a foul or was it a jump They called it against Sophia Barbara. That is now the fifth foul against Liberty Benton. So that puts Kaylee Blanton at the line. Is just the first foul on Sophia Barbara, so don't have to worry about her being in foul trouble. No, you don't. That is for sure. Free throw won't go either. Liberty Center missing their last three tries at the line to put this up above a one possession game. Second one from the lefty Blanton. Will fall, make it a four point lead for Liberty Center. 37-33, down to 110 left to go. Huge point there for Liberty Center. Huge, huge basket. Hooper crossing half court for Liberty Benson. Gets it over to Dehart. Dehart over Gherkin. Open left corner three. Too strong. Rebounded by Emmy Gray. Liberty Center now back in possession. Down to 55 seconds to go. And we'll see Addie Crow force the foul. And I will say it's worth noting. I now have it seven fouls for Liberty Benton. To one foul for Liberty Center in this fourth quarter. It's Officiating has just been bad. There's really no other way to put it. This has been a very poorly officiated game from top to bottom. 
This free throw won't go again from Gray. She's going a little cold at the free throw line. Very uncharacteristically cold as well for Emmy Gray. She is one of the best free throw shooters in the area. Second one from Gray. That one will go. Adds on the lead for Liberty Center. It's now 38-33, 54.9 remaining. And the way the offense has been for Liberty Benton, rapidly starting to run out of time here. Cooper dealing with some pressure, gets up ahead to Crow. Crow to Gherkin, Gherkin finds Barbara down inside Dehart. Dehart turnaround shot, up and good from being close. Big basket for Liberty Benton, makes it a three-point game with 42 seconds and some change left to go in this one as we get the timeout taken as well by Coach Lee. Or, you know, just go down and score real quick. That works too. Good strategy. Now, I like that they didn't force a three-point attempt there. Barbara didn't have the best look. Kirkin didn't have the best look, but DeHart was wide open in the paint. Good job making that decision, actually getting the easy bucket, the clean bucket there to give them an opportunity to make this a one-possession game again. 38-35, to 35, your score. Liberty Benton trailing Liberty Center. Waning parts of this one here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And, I mean, at this point, again, you're, if you're Liberty Benton, you try and get the steal and then foul as quickly as you can if you don't get a steal. And, I mean, we've seen them foul. It's mostly been Emmy Gray is the one they've been fouling. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, in normal conditions, that's not the best decision by any means. But Emmy Gray is what, one for six for this quarter right now from the free throw line? So it's she's been very uncharacteristically quiet from the charity stripe today. That's, that is the person that I'd go after. It's not a good idea, but the way she's been playing t this afternoon, it might be your best course of action if you're Liberty Benton. As we will see Gherkin off the floor along with Emma Hooper just so they don't pick up their final foul. Still seeing LC able to get it into the half court. Gray still maintaining her dribble. Now picks it up. Gets it over to Keller. Keller hands it right back towards Gray. Elise Hooper now will get called for the foul with 27.1. I'm, I'm really getting to chuckle out some of the fans here. They're demanding a T every time there's contact or a flagrant. So we'll again see Emmy Gray go to the line. 27.1 left in this one. Gray, another chance to push this above a one-possession game for Liberty Center. First free throw. Up and good. And that's that risk-reward. She's been off, but if she ends up getting on at any point, you really don't want to foul her in any capacity. Second free throw coming from Emmy Gray. They fall as well, makes it a five-point lead for Liberty Center, down to 27.1 left. Huge basket, huge free throw opportunity there for Liberty Center. Hooper up ahead to Crow for Liberty Benton. Crow wants to hand it towards Hooper. Hooper going to launch a contested shot, doesn't come close. Rebounding now Liberty Center, chance to really ice this one away as we're down to 10 seconds left. And that should ice it. Stolen away, and that's when they call a foul? No, they called a timeout. They gave Liberty Center the timeout. I know that that shouldn't make the ultimate difference because there was only about eight seconds left, but that is the worst call we've seen all night. You know, this has been a terribly officiated game. Which and we a usually don't talk about officiating like this. We, I, I especially don't. 
But if you're allowing Liberty Center to call a timeout when Liberty Benton has possession and is about to score, I mean, that's just unacceptable. There's no other way of putting it. Yeah, no, this, uh, and here's the thing. I'll just call it as it is. This has been a terribly officiated game, which is a and travesty honestly, because it's two of the best teams in the oh, state. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, and you can just see the defeat on Coach Chad Lieb's, you know, just body language from, from where we're sitting. And it's almost like at this point, if I'm either, if I'm Coach Lieb, it's almost like, do I send a message and try and get teed up right now just to show like I, I guess a fire or something just because of how this game has gone now out of hand. I mean, it ain't gonna do you any good at this point. It's it's just me. It's just me asking the question. Yeah, the I, I mean, it's doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I, I mean, really, at this point, it was just an atrocious call. The officiate has been bad this entire afternoon. Now, personally, the way I would have done it if I was if I was Coach Lee, I just wouldn't have had the team take the floor. How was that Liberty Center ball then, too? Because Liberty Center got the timeout. They claimed that they still had possession. <laughs> what makes that bad call that much worse? It does. I mean, it, it completely it completely changed, the, not changed the outcome of the game. The game seemed a little bit decided the way Liberty Benton's been shooting. I mean, again, it might not have made the difference, but Liberty Benton was about to have an easy lay-in and make it a three-point game. With about seven it, They would have needed a lot more things to still go right. But still, the fact that it was essentially just taken away from them. Yeah, his first shot is no good. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no game around. It was just taken away from them. The officials decided the game's over is basically how it boiled down. Second free throw coming from Kaylee Blanton. And we'll add on to the Liberty Center lead. It's 41-35, just 5.4 left to go. Up ahead now to Crow, crossing half court. Launching it from the volleyball line and was partially blocked as well. That'll do it for this one. A big win for Liberty Center today over Liberty Benson, 41-35 the final. It was a big win. Definitely a huge win. And I'll just be blunt about it. It's going to be tainted because of the officiating. This was a good game. Which we might have ended up saying even if Liberty Benton came back and won. Oh, no, regardless of how it was, this game was tainted by the officiating. It really is the case. This is two of the best teams in the area. Frankly, whoever did the like the scheduling and the bracketing for the officials for this particular game, I'm, I'm just going to own it. They should be embarrassed. They should absolutely be embarrassed that this is the best crew they were able to put together for a game of this magnitude in the regular season. I mean, the fact of the matter is this really determines who, in theory, would be their number one seed kind of going forward and one of the premier teams in the area because this was a heavyweight matchup and instead of talking about the fact that Lauren Gherkin and DeHart both got in double digits but you had a great performance from Emmy Gray in spite of her bad shooting from the foul line we're instead talking about 13 fouls in the third quarter a 9 to 1 foul differential in the fourth quarter and you just I mean you just can't say the Liberty Center didn't commit fouls, too. No, they did. They did. But the fact of the matter is, and I'm going to say this very candidly as well, the Liberty Center fans and the coaching staff were way louder. Yeah. And we're actually getting to the point of animate, and I said it during the game, honestly, a little bit threatening. And I feel that impacted the officiating in that fourth quarter. I mean, it was becoming hostile in here. But it was also becoming hostile both ways. The officiating was atrocious in the third quarter towards Liberty Benton, in terms of the fouls they were calling equally as atrocious against Liberty Center, which is where I get frustrated as a broadcaster and as a fan of the game 
because this was a good game. There was only a six-point difference between two of the top teams in the state. This is a very good game. It should have been a very, it's a, already a high-stakes game, a high-energy game. Passions are going to run high. I personally think that the officiating in the first half was going the right way by letting them play. Of course, you let them play in this kind of matchup because you have just two of the best teams in the area. You really let them play, let them duke it out. They completely adjusted course of the third quarter, and it, they did so to the detriment of both teams, if you ask me. It just, again, whoever put together the schedule for this one officiating-wise, this crew, they really should be embarrassed of their performance tonight, and I do not take saying that about an officiating crew lightly. I really don't. You and I are on the same page that we know officials, we work with officials and referees. We know how tough that job can be. And everyone's entitled to a bad day. I'm not disagreeing with that. This is not the crew to have on a bad day. This is not who you want to have on a bad day. And this is not a bad day. This was a train wreck on a dumpster fire falling off of a cliff level bad. This is, I can't imagine Josh Morgret writing anything besides how rough the officiating was this afternoon well, for what should have been one of the best well, games I, I the know area. I know what might be something he writes and that's Liberty Center held Liberty Benton to three points in the fourth quarter which is amazing and that see this is the part where it gets frustrating because you had a great performance from both of these teams absolutely defensively I mean Liberty Benton in the second quarter it wasn't until a minute five to go in the half that Liberty Center was able to actually put a basket in. Yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible against a team like Liberty Center. Flip side of that for Liberty Center defensively for themselves, three points in the fourth quarter for Liberty Benton, one of the highest scoring teams in the region. Averaging averaging 54 points a game held to 35. That is an incredible performance. An absolutely incredible performance. And just going off of those two things alone, you got the kind of game that you want to see from these two teams. You got a good, very, very good game. The problem is it could have been so much better and it would have gotten way less hostile, way less confrontational down there. Had the officials, frankly, if you're going to stay out of it, just stay out of it. If you're not going to call the fouls, just don't call the fouls. Don't course correct and make it 22 fouls against Liberty Benton in one half when there was only six called between the two teams the whole first half combined. Well, here, here's here's another question I'll, I'll just bluntly ask. At what point does – I'm not going to say coaches can't have conversations with officials because I think they can. At what point does it go too far of we're not having a discussion anymore, you're getting teed up? Where like – I would have. I don't know. I thought. I would have assumed that line was crossed, I, just based on. Granted, we couldn't hear exactly what they're saying because we're on the complete opposite side of the floor. But based on just body language, well, I would have presumed a tech would is going to happen at some point, and you probably could have. Maybe it would have happened against Liberty Liberty Benton, especially that latter part of the game. But especially in that like third quarter time, you, you, we both thought a T was coming, and it never did. And maybe, maybe if a T does get called, it changes how the game just flows in general between how everything was called so i'm not saying that's right or wrong either just simply posing the question well and the way i view technical fouls that is you're trying to get the game back in check but it's hard to use a technical foul to get the game back in check when it's the officials who have gone off the rails that's the problem that you run into at that point you call a technical i disagree that they in terms of them not calling tech i really thought in the third quarter tim davis 
when he had the official and was pulling him back to him to yell at him more during an inbounds pass, he should have been teed up. Frankly, he should have been tossed. There were a few fans over here on the Liberty Center side that should have been tossed during this game. For, for anyone out there that did hear some of the things that were said, do apologize if it did come through on that one because it, I'll, I'll just call it as this, very poor behavior from the Liberty Center fan base, but also justified. Justified the way it was going in that third quarter. But Tim Davis absolutely should have been teed up in the third quarter. Coach Leap should have been teed up after that timeout. I mean, you were right. I mean, it's a moot point. Game's over at that stage, but he should have been teed up. Frankly, both of these coaches should have probably been tossed at some point, and you probably would have gotten this game back in check without needing to call 22 fouls in one half against Liberty Benton. So it's... And it's and it's, it's, a, a, it's a tough and it's and it's like you said before, maybe it was too aggressive from the Liberty Center fan base, but if nothing else, their aggression f- was fed into their team and they helped feed the team the way they tried oh, to, and sure. have done all year. Oh sure, shoot! I mean, the, it, there's there's nothing wrong with a fan base being animated or aggressive. There really isn't. It's you're you're passionate about your team, you're passionate about your school, your city, your community. This is not me to sit here and say you should sit in silence and just golf clap. Right. That's not what I'm getting at, and I'm not saying Liberty Center fans are bad. No, they're a fantastic group. But they it, are but fun it was, to be around. But it was, some, it was just something, and maybe it's just because of this. I don't know if it's the environment or the team's that good. They're a football team I know, lost in a state time, so I know they had a very good football team as well. So I don't know how much of that fan base is you know the same people. But it's, I noticed it from the get-go they were louder. And we're at Liberty Benton. Oh, yeah. No, they were the Liberty Center fan base. Again, it's they're an animated, passionate group. Some of them, I'll just call it as is, some of them did cross the line t- this afternoon with some of the calls and just constantly heckling and belittling the, the teams and the officials and stuff like that. It is also kind of justified because the officials had a horrible performance. Now, in the fourth quarter, when that heckling continued, it was a 22 to uh, a 9 to 1 split in favor of fouls your way. That's pump the brakes kind of situation, just to call it as is. But no, this the Liberty Center fans, I really can't stress this enough. Some of them did cross the line this afternoon, and I'm surprised fans didn't get tossed or the team didn't get teed up because of that. But getting back to your original question of why didn't they call T, because at that point, everyone was so hot. You call a T on either one of these teams, you're blowing up that sideline. That the, the officials, the way they called this game in the second half, they laid kerosene around dynamite. And had they actually teed someone up, I'll, I'll just be honest, the way both sides were getting animated, the way both coaching staffs were getting after it, I legitimately think there could have been some type of altercation. It would have absolutely blown things up in here. So that's my two cents on the matter why they didn't call the tee. I disagree with it. But the officials did it to themselves in that situation. You should get the game back in check by calling the technical. Coach Davis should not be reaching out and attempting to put his hands on an official during any discussion whatsoever, and he tried to do that with that sideline judge. Coach Lieb should not be sitting there stomping his feet and rolling his eyes with five seconds to go. Yeah, the calls have not gone your way, but also, frankly, if you're upset because you lost it because the calls didn't go your way, you didn't do enough to win the game. That's the other thing to take away from this for Liberty Benton. They definitely got the short end of the stick from a calls perspective. But if you're relying on calls and officiating that had been dodgy at 
best throughout the game, you don't deserve to win. Now, Coach Lieb and company, this is a good game for them. They still played good. There's a lot of good things to take away from this, but trying to get it away from the officiating to the game itself, I think a primary concern is that you don't have a Riley Irwin on this team right now who can really hit that outside jumper consistently to make it where you don't focus on just DeHart and Gherkin. So this back half of the season, I really think Liberty Benton needs to find someone. Maybe it's Addie Crow. I mean, she's averaging nine a game right now. She definitely did, has, have, a, did have a couple threes early on. She, she does have a good outside shot, but maybe you need to develop that a little bit further. Maybe you need to get Hooper going a little bit. I mean, two points a night on average, not great, but she does assist a lot. There, there's you, you can just see after a game like today where there's a little bit of some hiccups here with Liberty Benton that might pose problems later on. But frankly, they're not going to run into too many Liberty centers right? during the rest of the regular season and tournament time. It's there. There's only so many teams like Liberty Center and Liberty Benton out there. It's kind of nitpicking at this stage, but still definitely some adjustments I think could be made from the Liberty Benton side. Liberty Center looked great. They kind of did what they always do. But my God, it is, the, and it's a shame. The, the second half of that game, they looked like the team that won a district title. Last exactly. They, they looked like the district, defending district champions. They looked like a team that could go the distance again this year. And it's a shame, really, to talk about that because then my next sentence is going to be, but this officiating was so bad today, that's the takeaway from this game. And that's a pity because these are two of the best teams in the area, and they showed why they're two of the best teams in the area this afternoon. Thank you for listening to High School Girls Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. A big thank you, as always, to our producer for today, pushing all the buttons. Maybe we sure we were heard on Classic Hits 96.7. Henry Matthews back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course. Always doing the Lord. It's Henry Matthews. He always does the Lord's work. He is phenomenal. And he laughs at your jokes. He does. That's why I like him even more, because he laughs at all my jokes, even the bad ones. Not the good ones, though, which is a little confusing, but... And big thanks as well to Nate Irwin, Liberty Benton AD, allowing us to come here and broadcast today. For my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from Liberty Benton. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school girls basketball. We'll be back on the air about three and a half hours or so for uh, Hopewell Loud New Regal Boys action. Should be a really good one as well. I'm looking forward to that. Our final score, Liberty Center 41, Liberty Benton 35. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. That's right, time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork. And by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated. 
It's January at Big B, and that means specials galore during our January promotion. Hurry in for Java and for special deals like every Monday, a free shot of espresso. Every Tuesday, get $1 off any beverage with a student ID. Thursdays, get $1 off any food item. And don't forget Sunday, it's BOGO time from 2 p.m. to close. Please join in our January promotions and keep the cold out at Big B Coffee with two locations in Finley on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Everyday values are at only one place, Frickers. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday is all about that steak. Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers, where kids 10 and under eat free every day. Remember, draft beer specials, everyday values, and kids eat free every day. The home for money-saving value is the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, Frickers. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components so no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation quote today. A brand new year is here. It's time to make your dream of new wheels a reality. The weather may be chilly, but the deals are hot at Warner Economy Corner at the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard. Talk to the guys at Warner Economy Corner and they'll make you a great deal on quality used vehicles. A new set of wheels, hot deals, and great customer service are waiting for you at Warner Economy Corner. Deals on wheels happen every day, Monday through Saturday. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. 
We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we've built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Corn Place in Faustoria, Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. It's January at Bigby, and that means specials galore during our January promotion. Hurry in for Java, and for special deals like every Monday, a free shot of espresso. Every Tuesday, get $1 off any beverage with a student ID. Thursdays, get $1 off any food item. And don't forget Sunday, it's BOGO time from 2 p.m. to close. Please join in our January promotions and keep the cold out at Bigby Coffee with two locations in Finley on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. You got the greatest hits of all time. Hello, darkness, my old friend. 